as you know, it's a worship and word um, service. Which means we can break out into worship at any moment. So, of course, choir should always be ready. But I want you to hear me. I think there's been a language that we've been speaking. Um, and I'm going to try and contain myself today. I'm going to try to have faith. Let me just say that as we're going somewhere. We're on our way to Mariah, guys. Are you here with me? We're on our way to Mariah. What is Mariah? Where is Mariah? What does God want upon the place called Mariah? When God spoke to Abraham and he said, go and take your only son, the son you love, Isaac. Please remember some of the things I said to you. So you see, before I start, I, w- I want everyone to pay attention. I want everyone to pay attention. I want everyone for a moment to believe like they don't know. Believe like you do not know. God wants to speak to our hearts. You see, my conviction today grows every single day because of what I find in Scripture. What I find, I I ask questions. I observe things. And I believe that many, if not all of you, do the same. But... I observe, I really do observe when I'm saying I'm I'm observing. I question things. I ask questions about myself. I ask questions about certain people. I ask questions that at times it can bring you to a place of frustration. At times questions that can bring you to the place of revelation. Please hear everything I'm saying to you as I always say to you. I always ask certain questions and some of the questions were answered yesterday's periscope the evening periscope that pastor toby had with us and he said people usually miss it and i'm gonna just start with here as we are on our way to mariah because before when i used to read about mariah i thought mariah stopped with isaac but god intended to build something there are you here with me cod so when we look in scripture or what we see from scripture when we see the faithfulness of God in the life of Abraham and many of the people we see that comes thereafter when we see the life of Isaac when we see the life of Jacob when we see the life of Esau when we see the life of David of Solomon when we see the life of Daniel what I've allowed scripture to do is to make me consider God's ways why is scripture given to us so that we may know the tone of the sun we may know how the sun operates we may know what god is up to we may know his language we may know his voice amidst many voices in the world that we live in today guys there are many voices there are voices of your own fear there are voices of parents there are voices of the community that you're coming from and when I say community I'm not just talking about your area I'm talking about what you are used to there are many voices that speak to us there are many voices and I cannot forget when Pastor Toby said I believe it was in a Wisdom Wednesday that the mind is not programmed to make you do extraordinary things the mind is meant to keep you in safe place it's meant to keep you in a safe place in other words it's meant to keep you in a place where you will be defined as mediocre where you'll be defined as ordinary 
But what God calls us into is something extraordinary. What God intends to call you and I into is the way of life, the way of thought, which is similar, which is alike to God. When God said, let us make man in our image, it was more about the mindset that they will carry. It's more about the, the, the seriousness they will carry about, uh, uh, concerning God's will. Again, I don't want to go ahead of myself. I'm going to try and keep myself very calm today because Pastor Toby said this the other day. Men, in fact, on Sunday, he said that, you see the thing about our culture naturally. And before I say that, can I just say this, guys, please? The reason why we have to allow God's word to tame us is because it is natural for our culture, for the type of people we are to go and find individual ways into life it's natural for us to go and fend for ourselves it's natural to become independent and you know what's worse it's natural for us to make excuses for why we feel we should be independent cod are you listening to me revival house are you listening to me it's natural all the houses it's it's natural for us to find excuses you know, when things are not going well, when you're trying to work with somebody, you look at the, the willpower that somebody has in order to carry on working with somebody. And you see the time frame that someone's willing to work with another person is very short. But again, let me not go ahead of myself. So what we find in scripture is we learn the attitude. We learn the character. We learn the voice of God. In the midst of many voices, how does God speak? And if we cannot define God's voice, we cannot enter divinity. We cannot operate as God's. So what I want us to do tonight, and we're going to just go and echo over some of the scriptures that we've read before. And then I'm going to say, I'm not going to attempt to explain actually. I'm just going to leave a scripture there. I'm going to throw some scriptures into your spirit, hopefully. And I'll allow you to ponder upon them. For you to know that the month that we're in is not one that we're making for ourselves, but has been actually predestined for us. For we do not know what we shall be. In fact, let's start there actually. First John chapter 3. We're going to start there. So what we need to find out today is what God is saying. I don't need to know too much of God's agenda. What I mean by that, I don't need God to explain everything to me. What I need is my daily bread. What I need is an, enough light for me to know the next step I'm, I'm supposed to be taking. What is God saying? So this is the reason why I stress. And guys, I want you to, re, let me say it like this. I want you guys to understand me. I don't say that we're preaching. We let me say it like this. Let me break it down like this. Preaching is not an excuse for me to screw. It's not an excuse for me to now shout at somebody or to be apparently agitated. When the word comes, God is honestly trying to fit us in his plan. Every time and when we was worshipping and before we even started this live broadcast, my, what my prayer was, was God give us another opportunity to be part of your plan. The introduction. Remember when God spoke to Abraham, 
and he said in your seed and we will go there at some point tonight when he said in your seed will all the nations the gentiles all the families of the earth will be blessed through your seed what god always had in plan was to include people in his plan so anytime god spoke was an opportunity for you to find yourself inclusive included in God's plan what God is trying to do today listen to me guys it is easy in fact let me be honest with you it's more satisfactory and more comfortable for me for us not to do this periscope yeah it's more comfortable it's more it's what I would actually prefer I'm saying according to the flesh now it's what I would actually prefer not to have to do this periscope not to have to speak every day but God puts it in front of us that he's going to always present his word so that you can have, so that you and I, so that we can have opportunity to be included in God's plan. So I understand what we're used to. I understand that we are used to the shouting. We're, we're used to the seemingly being rude. And when I mean being rude, the aggressiveness, the fierceness of God's word. But what I do not want us to be... Um, would I say this what I don't want us to be bound to is the expression of a service you know there are many people and this has been I think I was talking with Kida today my issue is that we can hear the word for the next hour unless again in the houses I don't know people can be doing their own business or you could be paying attention to me there are some that will be on their phone scrolling there will be some that are taking notes there are some that are, their minds are here. There are some that are saying, you know what, I just don't want to get in any issue so it will be safe for me to look like I'm present. But you see, what is meaningful from all these services are if people can take practical steps from what they are hearing. God wants us to be included. And I, this is my first point. God wants to include us in his plan. God wants everyone to be a part of his story when we consider what is called a seed. It's only to know the expression of a story, how a seed will become a tree. But again, I don't want to go ahead of myself. Let's start with 1 John chapter 3. This is, wasn't where I was going to go, but let's start here. I think it's a powerful scripture. Go on. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Yeah. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Listen to me. God is speaking about the children of God. What John is expressing here, he said, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. And please listen to me because we are on our way to Moriah. We're on our way to the place that God knows, but he will later show to Abraham. Are you here with me? What well, God says, what John begins to say, John is now a recipient. He's someone that has now experienced the love of God and he's speaking to a sect of people. He's speaking to a kind of people. These people are called the children of God. They are not called Christians because not all Christians are children of God. Are you listening to me tonight? Not all that call on the name of God are recognized by God. But for you to be considered a child, God emphasizes a point that I will be a father to this son. In other words, a father must recognize you too, not you just declaring yourself. 
So the Bible says, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. This is what I want to first say to the COD family. Behold. In other words, observe. In other words, consider. Consider the way that God has, has put our lives to be. In one scripture that we may go today, the Bible says that you knew my frame in my mother's womb. In other words, God actually framed us. Do you remember when Pastor Toby taught us that there was a time in which when the Bible says, um, um, I believe is in Jeremiah and also in Hebrews at some point, when God says that he knew our frame or wherever the scripture is, he knew our frame in our mother's womb. In fact, it actually says that our frame was not hidden from you. God framed us. In other words, God made us to be a certain way. You consider or you ask yourself the question, why is your life not like other youths? Why is your life not as free as others? It's because God has actually said that you will not escape in order to live. I've held you in order for you to die. Well, again, that would sound very spiritual. Someone would say, how do I take that as a practical step? Hold on with me tonight. Behold, what manner of love, yeah? The Father has bestowed on us yeah. that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. So these people are people, the children of God, those who have beheld, those who are observing, those who are considering, those who understand the love which has been bestowed on them so imagine love is something that is almost as if it can be poured on someone love is something that seems that it's almost that it can be put on someone according to scripture you see why i need you to hear this word guys listen to me like pastor toby said i think i was saying this i want to close that sentence before i carry on pastor toby was saying that you see naturally in our culture we don't we don't like to try to understand philosophies or ideologies or wisdoms what we want to what moves usually the black person is charisma you so again people will take you serious if your face looks a certain way people will take what you're saying seriously if you shout things will take people will take you serious if you're making noise if you're reacting a certain way but you see, there are people who understand, who intermeddleth or with certain wisdoms, they think about what they hear. They observe. The words are so, you know the thing about seeing, and I don't want to get into this, but the things about seeing is that you can listen to a word over and over again until it begins to create pictures for you. So there's some of us that we have heard, we have, like I said, we have intermeddled with certain words so much that it creates pictures for us. And that's what we behold. That's what we consider, not the charisma. And I'm not doing away with charisma because it's needed. But you see, the reason why we always come out second best is because that's all black people need. That's why we are so driven to the dance culture. That's why we're so driven to the music culture. We're not able to pay attention to messages. But we're able to pay attention to everything that surrounds that rather than the message. Today what I hope is that we find people that will pay attention. This might be the first word you hear from COD. This might be the first word tonight you hear from Pastor Obi. And I do not, I do not 
commit to you or do not guarantee you that this will be the most entertaining word but if you listen to what God is saying to us tonight you might just move forward towards Moriah remember I said to you yesterday that the servants will not be allowed to Moriah yet again let me not go ahead of myself let's get through this scripture verse 2 let's see what it says beloved now we are children of God beloved your first stage is that you are children are you listening to me so we are known as the children church we're known as the church when you look at uh, Anna when you look at uh, Ashley when you look at a uh, Beryl when you look at a uh, uh, Tommy one when you look at an Enrique when you look at uh, every single one uh, on Yeka, when you look at every single person we are yet still children but God says that this is the first stage now we are children and it has not yet been revealed so we are not always just going to be in the form called children when you look at the COD family it is still yet hard to define because we have not yet become what we're going to be we're still discovering ourselves are you listening to me COD we're still in the process of becoming so we now we are children this is what the spirit of the lord says to us now we are children and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be go on but we know that when he is revealed but we know listen to me but we know listen to me the word is here what we know i said that intentionally by the way but we know that when he is revealed what will happen we shall be like him so children is your first stage is your first form but what you're going to be is what christ is the only thing is that people and children or the christian faith see christ as only a being that lived over 2000 years ago but what christ is is a form relatable to each generation Oh, are you here with me tonight? Christ is a form for this generation. Christ is a form for that generation. Christ is a form for that generation. So we saw Melchizedek and people cannot tell me his form. We saw a Jesus Christ. We saw the prince that was in the fire with Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego. We saw certain people. And then we saw the fourth man who looked like the son of man. There's a form. Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. What is God doing now in the nation family? What is the word I've been stressing to you? That God has called us to be simply seed. I said to Elohim, make your life simple. That you are only meant to be seed. Have no aspiration for your life. Just be someone that can be sowable. Be someone that can be planted anywhere. And I'm speaking to all of you, not just him. What God has called us to be is a seed. When you look at a seed, we know that this is what it is. But we will not know what it can be until it is sown in the right place. We are going to Moriah. A place where Isaac will not be known unless he is sown. Uh, again, let me not go ahead of myself. Beloved, read verse 2. I want to emphasize a point tonight. Go on. Beloved, now we are children of God. Yeah. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. Yeah. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. 
For we shall see him as he is. So Pastor Toby started to speak to us on Sunday and he said, have you seen Isaac? For a couple of weeks, we've been on our anchor scripture, Jeremiah 29 verse 11. And we said that, oh, what we saw God speak was, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope and I think I don't need to stress on that point because I think we've been repeating that for a number of um, we've been repeating that for a while now but what we see guys and I want you to hear me what we see is that we have never been God's intention has never been to be more than a seed God's intention has never been for us to be more than what he initially made us to be why am I keep why am I still repeating this point why does it seem like I can't move from here? Because not many yet understand. Look at what Pastor Toby said. Look at what scripture said. Have you seen Isaac? I'm confusing you right now, right? Have you seen Isaac? When I asked Ibi, have you seen Isaac? Do you remember the scripture that PT started us with on Sunday, John chapter 8? It says, and you shall know the truth. So the truth has not been that is just the body. The truth has been, I want to show you something that makes you like me. Remember that I said to you that when we look at Jesus Christ or when we look at men of God or when we look at people that grew up under or people that said that they saw the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord came to me. When the Bible says to us that the word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah will testify that the word of the Lord came to me. When Je David will speak about when the Lord showed himself to him. One thing we see about everyone that saw him, please, we shall be like him when he's revealed. We shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. So what people don't understand is that when they look at Christ, whatever Christ is, Oh God, uh, how do I say this tonight? When we see who Christ is, in other words, we shall, look at the last verse. It says, for we shall see him as he is. In other words, some people can have a thought of what Christ is, but we will become like him when we see him for who he really is, what he really is. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? So what we find in scripture, what I want you to understand is this. God calls us to be seed, children. But we will later be revealed what is, what is in this seed, what is in IB, what is in COD. We will eventually find out what is in us. But there are certain things that will help us to be revealed if we see him. So, Pastor Toby started saying, have you seen Isaac? I've repeated this for the second time. I hope you hear me tonight. He said, have you seen Isaac? And he emphasized what Christ will say for you shall know the truth. And when you know the truth, one of the translations says, and the truth shall make you. The truth shall make you free. The truth shall set you free. You know what? I want to emphasize why I'm echoing.
echoing this point. Why? I need the COD house. Tony, you're listening to me. Why I need you to hear me here is because what God has called you to be is a seed, it's small. It's a child, yeah? And what I mean by seed, when I'm, when I'm emphasizing being a child or being a seed is you know that there's a future, but you cannot put, you can't put a staple, if I can say it. You can't pinpoint what exactly your revelation is going to be. So someone can get tired of playing the keys or someone, Tony, not you anyway, can get tired of cooking because it's in seed form. What would this now be? God says, no, this is seed. This is what I need. This is sowable. It sounds stupid, right? Children are never people that the disciples openly received. The disciples, the Christians usually try to push away children. But children was a form that people all need to be in before they can be revealed as something else. So when they finally saw Christ or when they finally saw Isaac, when men of God finally saw the word of the Lord, all of them came back with a character sacrifice. They couldn't do anything more but sacrifice. I told you that even Jonah, whose life ended with a question, was someone that when he saw the word of the Lord, there was no aspiration of another life. There was no trying to be something else. There was no, I have a future or hope for myself. It was only that if situations rises, I know that this is all I was ever meant to be. A seed, a sacrifice. Are you hearing me yet? I'm warming you up to the word. That what God wants us to understand. So Pastor Obi, over the years of following Pastor Toby, I am growing and understanding what I am going to be. Because you see, when the Bible says, please read verse 2 again. You've got time with me tonight, I hope. Go on. Beloved, now we are children of God. Now you are seed. When you look at a Levi, when you look at a Nariah, when you look at a Zaniah, when you look at an Amelia, when you look at a, 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 a Zion, when you look at Jeremiah, all these kids, a Leora, all these kids, you can only hope for them to be something. Everyone guesses with their child. Seed form. But when they see it, when they see him, whatever form that Christ chooses to reveal himself in, they will become like him. Look at what the Bible says. Go on. And I'm it, repeating this point. I, I hope, even if you don't understand yet, I hope you're just staying with me. I hope you're just staying with me. But read verse 2 again. Go on. Beloved, yeah. now we are children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. So in fact, there's no time in which Christ will come. Are you sure you're here with me tonight? I'm going to say some things that might be offensive to Christians. They said 2,000 years according to the flesh. Remember that God said, or Christ in fact said, that there are some amongst you that will not see death until I come. But there was not one of them that existed to this day, according to the flesh. Are you sure you're listening to what I'm saying? Let me repeat myself. Jesus Christ was talking about some people seeing him. 
he was in a form but yet there was a form that they must see him in and he said there are some amongst you that will not see death until you see my day from this people have believed and I am too a believer that Christ is coming and some people have tried to work out I heard that there are some people that are trying to find out logic out estimate measure the revisit the the visitation of Christ the second coming of what we have heard the second coming of Christ we we have heard of these things and people have tried to measure I think people try to fear me I'm gonna to have to use this English people have tried to make me afraid fear me into Christianity by their calculations of when Christ is coming some people have said it's 2,000 years you remember the time when they said it was 2006 when it was June 6th of June 2006 they said that was 666 they said it was the end of the world we have movies trying to predict the end of the world now we we look at Umbrella Academy we look at all kinds of films that, that, that are showing us the culture of men that are trying to measure God but there's one thing that God said to Christians that for you it is not your hands is not your duty it is not your responsibility it's not for you to know the timings but men are trying to measure the timings i heard of men of god who i respect and i'm not in any way disputing or fighting them but we see once again people trying to work out according to men the measurement of when christ is coming but what john was speaking about here was that one day a beryl who is now a seed a child of god when she sees him, in other words, there's no unified timing for everybody. Are you here with me? There's no unified timing. So Pastor Obi may have seen Christ yesterday. And at that moment, he begins to operate like him, sacrifice. There's some people that after being in Spat Nation for three years, it took them one month before they saw Christ. Before they started to behave like Isaac. When before they start to behave like Christ, sacrifice. For some, it took one month. For some, they're still in that time frame because they have not yet seen him. They have not yet observed him. They have not yet known him. Are you listening to me, COD? The reason why God encouraged me yesterday, God encouraged me not to give up on some people because to God I felt like giving up but God said do not give up because everyone's timing is the same and what men try to do is to try and draw down a timing that's only measured by God they try to draw down the, the, the timing of God into their hands they try to say that Paris by now should do this by now but God says my timing is different when we see him there's no union of time are you listening to me it's not on a 6th of June that Christ is coming. No, it's when you see him, when I see him, see him, then we shall be like him. In other words, the only Christ the world will see is us. Are you listening to me? Let's start the word then. Genesis chapter 22. Let's start from there. We're on our way to Moriah. And in this time of Moriah, this journey, there will be a Moses, there will be a Elijah, there will be a Christ. And God is taking them to somewhere. There's Isaac and two servants. Isaac is to be the representative or he's, to me he's meant to be the shadow or the form of Jesus. The son, the only begotten son that will be sacrificed in order to be 
No, no, let me change it. He will be the, the atoning price. He will be the atoning price to save a generation. And yes, he will take this journey. It will not just be God and him. No, at some point it's going to be God with Moses and Elijah, two servants. Let's read from Genesis chapter 22. Go on. Now it came to pass after these things yeah. that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Yeah. Then he said, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Take your son. God uses seed to tell a story. Isaac was a seed, the seed of Abraham. And God was going to use this seed to tell a story so that everyone can know his language. Everyone can know his character. Everyone can know the faithfulness that God is able to see from the beginning to the end. And what God is looking for are people that are going to make it to Moriah. But listen to me. No servant is going to make it to Moriah. Are you listening to me, COD? No servant is going to make it to Moriah. Only sons. Only the father and the son. Because that's going to be the real worship. Worship is now, you see, when we look in our generation, we have seen worship places. There's Jesus' coming church. There's this church. There's that church. And I'm thinking, was that God's intention in the beginning? No, God wanted people to observe a thing, sorry, observe a matter, a man. Please let your ears be with me. You will understand everything I'm saying if you just stick with me in this journey. God always wanted there to be a people, a move, a thing, whatever form is needed for a time. He always needed something that people will observe. Do you remember when we had the prayer week? And in the prayer week was when I first started speaking about Jeremiah 29, 11. And I said, and the scripture I actually used was the prayer point that PT led us for that day. Which was when the Queen of Sheba came to the temple of Solomon. Are you here with me? Oh. When the Queen of Sheba came to the temple of Solomon and the Bible says that she came with a caravan. She came with a, a whole load of wealth. And you see, she sought the wisdom. She came to ask hard questions to Solomon. Please hear me. Came to ask hard questions. Came to see the depth of wisdom that she had heard about Solomon. And what was amazing was that it did not as powerful as this wisdom was it was not enough for her to just see the wisdom the wisdom was going to be a part of everything that the queen of sheba must see if she's ever going to be able to give over her strength the bible says that after she heard the wisdom of solomon she then saw behold are you here with me Abraham, I'm going to take you and Isaac to a land. I'm going to take you to the region. I'm going to take you to a space called Moriah. I'm going to take you to a place that I need you to occupy that only you and sons can occupy. Only you sons and my divine provision can occupy. Remember that PT said that you only see the Lamb of God. Are you sure you're here with me tonight? 
sorry, uh, uh, there's certain things that God has moved me into that has brought me away from people. I'm being honest with you. God has taken us into a space, a region. And what I want you to take from that is this. When they can see, when they see it, then there will be people that can give over their strength. So going back to the Queen of Sheba, when she saw the servants, do you remember? When she saw the servants, when she saw those that served the table, when she saw um, there was a list of all the people, the Bible says she, and her spirit left her. And this was the first time I started speaking about Jeremiah 29, that you are a seed. A seed that is to be planted in order to beautify his presence. The temple of God was going to rep represent God's presence. Do you know what man has done? They're more keen on the physical structure than the presence. But what makes that physical structure is his presence. COD, do you know why you're powerful? Because without a physical structure, we keep up the presence. This is all that God was trying to make. You're going to hear me in a moment. So when they saw, when she saw, she gave over her strength. Uh, many scriptures running through my mind. When Christ or when I would say prophesied through Isaiah saying that they will come to the house of prayer. My house will be a house of prayer. There was a place where people can come and observe. You know, sometimes prayer is also defined as times in which people observe a thing, right? They come to observe certain things. Let's read scripture, Dory. Then he said, take your only son, go on. Take your only son, Isaac, yeah. whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, yeah. and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him yeah. and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering yeah. and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. Yeah. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood. There's a height of worship that only sons can enter. The father has been told. Remember that God intends to tell a story through this seed called Isaac. When God was moving in the life of Abraham, in the heart of God was an Aussie, was an Anna, was an Ibi. And because of what God would try to tell to an Ashley, he was going to take up a story. He was going to put Abraham and his son on a journey. Please follow me. And this journey ultimately was going to be a story in which we can know the heart of God better. Now, the Bible says that at a certain point, God said, or Abraham said, that the servants cannot come here. I said to you yesterday that there was a certain level or there was a certain um, um, amount of land that Moses could cover. A certain amount of land that Elijah can cover. But you see, as for Christ, 
he will go all the way. This was what God was trying to show us through Isaac. But I think he wanted to show us a little something more. I think when God was doing this, he knew that in 2020, September, that there was a story that he will use to instruct a COD to take them to the next step. I said to you yesterday that what God has, remember, before I tell you what I said yesterday, PT said to us on Sunday that the moment that Abraham was able to sacrifice Isaac, at that moment, every seed within him that was ordinary died. He only had the ability to create or give forth extraordinary things or men. So consider the fact that even um, Esau was considered as a very powerful nation. Esau was not going to just be a stranger. He was not going to be someone that roams the earth like Cain. Why? Because there was a certain level of obedience that Abraham kept up that enabled him to give forth. I still got a long way with you tonight. In order to give forth only extraordinary things. So Esau, though, remember, he was not cursed. He just received the inferior blessing. I hope you don't forget things quickly. He received the inferior blessing, yet he was still made a nation. Yeah? He was still made a nation. Now look at this. The Bible says, now Abraham said to his young men, stay here and the donkey. Now, what is God saying to COD? At this time, I said to you, and it's been like a month I've been saying to you that God has been saying we're seed. God takes us further in this journey and we now put a name to this seed. God tells us that we are Isaac. But you see, I said to you that Isaac cannot be defined by just words. Isaac will be known by what he's free willing to do. If he's willing to die for a cause. What God is looking for in the COD family tonight are Isaacs. People who will say to Pastor Toby, in order to fulfill your desire, I am willing to die. God knew, no, let me say it like this. Jesus knew the desire of God and was willing to die in order to fulfill God's desire. Isaac may not have known the full picture, but Isaac will not but help, he will not but be able to help himself but to be sacrificed. Can I say that in a better way? Isaac could not have chosen to be anything other than sacrifice. God programmed him that he will be reckless enough to permit it be so, the call of God over Abraham because God was trying to tell a story. What am I trying to say? I said it to Kida this afternoon. I live a life conscious that God is trying to tell a story through me. And I know that what will live on are not just mere servants, people who had gifts, people who had all kinds of signs. You know, someone can be a very good speaker and that's a sign. You look at that and you're like, wowed by the ability for them to, um, to speak or someone can be a very good singer and you're wowed by that, another sign. Another thing that causes men, you know, when you hear certain people sing and you say, wow, it's a sign. The sign being, why don't I have that same gift? There are people that are businessmen. 
who are also signs. But what God says is that sign cannot be enough to take you to Moriah. We're on our way to Moriah. What God is looking for is sacrifice. What will enter the most holy place is not who you are. It's if there's sacrifice. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? So this is our first point on our journey tonight. If you're going to go further than the others, it's going to be, are you willing to die for this cause? Are you willing to die for Abraham? Are you willing to die in whatever die forming, whatever dying means in our generation? Are you willing to die for, not Spat Nation, Pastor Toby? What do I mean by that? PT himself said in the documentary that was watching that PSAM came when it was called SPAC Ministries. We came when it was, some of us came when it was SPAC Ministries. Some of you came when it was SPAC Nation. Now there's another generation of people trying to come when it was called now Nation Family. So it's not really that. And politically we will say it is that. But really it's the cord. Really it's Abraham. Really it's Pastor Toby. Forgive me, I'm going to have to repeat certain things. I'm going to have to stress certain points so that where I end up, you understand me. You understand that my knowledge could not have taken me to where I'm taking you. When I look at scripture, I don't hear about the church of Abraham. I hear about Abraham, which formed the church. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I don't know too much about the church, even in scripture. What we know about are men who produce a church. Church was going to be a system that came out of certain men. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Church was going, so if you look at SPAT Nation, it's only a body of people who operates like Pastor Toby. Who operates, Pastor Toby operating like the Christ in which he is seen. Let's carry on. Go on. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there. Please never forget this. In process of performing sacrifice, the Bible says that Abraham built. Are you listening to me? In order to sacrifice... Well, God will call Abraham. Please, in order for you to understand me, Abraham will represent faith, a journey of faith. In order for the journey of faith to reach its peak, which is sacrifice, faith will have to build. Do you remember when Pastor Toby spoke to us? And some of you may not have been here, but let me show you this. In Hebrews 11, Pastor Toby said that in fact, so that you don't think it with me, so that you don't think I'm just saying this, I be you go there. I know this is private scope, so I can take my time with certain things. 
Hebrews 11. Read it quickly. Run through it quickly. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Verse 2. For it, for by it the elders obtained. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed. First thing, by faith we understand that the worlds. When PT spoke about this word, there's times we've heard him say this means cosmos. But there was another prophetic time that Pastor Toby. You see, when I was coming to service today, I realized what my duty is. I'm only meant to speak my followership to COD. I've summed up what my preaching is, my followership. Everything I say to you is actually just my followership. That, that by faith we understand that the worlds were framed. When Pastor Toby spoke, there was a prophetic time that he said that the world's hair does not actually mean cosmos. You see, someone will get confused that one time PT has said cosmos and another time he says something else. No, because faith has certain dimensions, but not to take time in this, it says that the world, so PT actually says here it means time. By faith we understand that the timings were framed by the word of God. In other words, my timing, God is aware of my timing. I, I, again, this is something I'll begin to speak to you throughout the week. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. God knew why he allowed you to grow in Croydon. It was a framing of God. It was a deliberate move of God. And he also know your timing as well as your framing. But again, let's go on. It says, so that the things which, were, which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Someone will say today, that you know in order you know let me tell you this please guys you try to logic god too much COD, listen to me god's complaint with us is that we try to logic him too much god is able to raise stones to perfect his praise so somebody would say let me sort out this amount of depth in order to be someone that is prospering or if i'm going to prosper i need to sort out certain things with my depth god says i don't need your depth to be correct I don't need your credit to be good in order to bless you. These were logics. These were systems built by men. These were things that you think God is saying that this makes you responsible. But there's a character of a son that sacrifices everything. Someone cannot go beyond because faith, the faith of men, let me not say the faith of men, the systems of men has told them if they're going to prosper, they're going to have to have a good credit. So some people cannot make, you know, in time, God create, oh God, there's so much things I need to say to you. There's a time that Elijah, in order for Elijah to have, God will create ravens to bring food. Ravens are not the most popular of birds. In fact, in scripture, and I said this to you in a word before, that ravens are actually seen to have, have correlation to the devil. In other words, it's not the most cleanest of ways. Oh God, I hope people hear me. It's not the most cleanest of ways in order to provide food, not for everybody, but for the core, who was called Elijah at that moment. What people must understand, and I need you to hear me, logic has told you other things, but faith tells some people other things. Faith tells an Elijah, go to a woman's house. I have spoken to her. He has not yet met this woman. He has not yet guaranteed that God has spoken. All he heard was a voice that said, keep going, a journey. And Elijah went, oh God, Elijah went and he met a woman that it did not seem that God had spoken to. 
It did not seem that God had spoken to this woman, but out of faith that God had told him that it had been so, Elijah then echoed what God had said to him to the woman. What am I trying to say, guys? Sentimentally or politically, I'll say, yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. Your mind will say, yeah, I need to get my credit on point. People say, oh, yeah, I need to do this. Listen to me. God raised some men amongst you. And I'm going to say this boldly. God raised some men amongst you so that you may know faith. Can I repeat that? God has raised certain men amongst a people so that people may know faith. You know there are men. You know there are women. You know there are people around us that makes us know that there is a system called credit, called debt, called this, called that. There are people, there are people, our parents told us that your credit has to be good in order for you to go and get a mortgage. So in the depths of your mind, you need these things to be okay if God is going to bless you. You don't say it with your mouth, but your actions always seem to lead you to that. I told you that I'm speaking my followership. I'm speaking the recklessness of Isaac. I'm speaking the recklessness of Christ. People who have seen a form of the word. The word revealed himself to certain people and as a response to, or to as a response, certain people took up the culture of the word, which is simply, where am I going with all of this? Sacrifice. Recklessness. Sacrifice is nothing that you do orderly. It's reckless. It's reckless to give your life. Please consider my mind, my, 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 the mindset I have tonight. It's reckless for a Jesus Christ to know that at the point of death, he's lost almost everybody. But he still gave himself to die. It's a reckless move. He gave himself to die out of faith that God is able to raise him. I'll leave it as this. Listen to me. There are some people that God has raised to show you that, of, that there is faith. Abraham was raised to show the culture called faith. In the time of Abraham, there were other people who built like men. When you're tired, you know, so I said there's nothing. Listen to me, and I will say this on this platform because it's not a crime. If I choose to give everything I own to a certain thing, don't I have the free will and choice to do what I feel to do? There are some people that need certain things put together because it makes you look responsible. Sons of God don't look responsible. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? They don't look responsible. It doesn't look responsible, what I mean, according to men. So you see, there's nothing I won't do in order to make sure I provide food. Food can be called money in this generation. Food can be called whatever resource in this term in this generation in other words food is what allows this body to keep going forward with the message i've said so many things today right and we still haven't got to because i need to take you to chronicles for you to hear the instruction of this month what god calls people into what he's looking for is Isaac. He saw Ishmael, but Ishmael was permitted to live because he wants to live. 
his mother wanted him to live so much that she cried and the bible says that the angel heard ishmael uh, you see the scripture yeah you i now i really appreciate people like paul peter and cole because to explain from abraham to christ yeah i now get why it took hours at times and now know why Stephen, it took hours of him speaking and it provoked men because this was a story that God was going to use to speak to a people. Anna, if you hear me, you would see the blessings of God. You will be blessed and be a blessing to the generation. But let's keep moving forward with this. God was looking for Isaac. And in the course of this, what God just wanted to show some people, which at that time he wanted to show us and the generations that came after, was the culture called faith. I believe, and I want you to make up in your mind, COD, wherever you are, if, if you're Natalie in America or you're Basola in Birmingham, it doesn't matter where you are. You can make up a decision that God raised you to show faith. And if you believe that God has raised you to show a people faith, you must accept the cost of that faith journey. You must know that not everyone can grow and go to where you are going to. You must know that there's a certain level of journey, certain level of height that servants, even though they're good, even though they are on the side of God, some of them can't go. I know that amongst our family, there's some people that can't go where I'm going because they have not yet seen what I've seen. I will show you. Let me tell you here so it can be recorded. I can show you that one can prosper when it seemingly looks like their name is messed up. I'm going to show you. There are people around me that will show you responsibility. I will show you faith. By faith, we understand. I still haven't got to where I need to go. I'll stop for 9.30. Go on. By faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are, are seen were not made of things which are visible. God wants you to know that what you are going to be it's not going to be based on what you see now. What God is looking, Elohim, God is saying that what you're going to be is not going to be based on if your credit is good or bad. If you have a CCJ or not, let me just be frank with you today. It does not, it, that's not going to be what limits God's ability to bless you. If you are a person that accepts faith, then you will see the culture of God radiate from your life which were seen were not made of things which are visible. Verse 4, go on. By faith, Abel offered to God. I'm going to remind you of something PT said to us a while back. By faith, Abel offered. This is what PT said to us in the word. He said, by faith, Abel, and he stopped us. And he said, put a dash next to Abel. Those that remember this word will remember. He said, by faith, Abel. And he said, put a dash to Abel. Jump to the next verse. Go on. By faith, Enoch was taken. By faith, Enoch. And PT interrupted again and said, put a dash next to, next to Enoch. Go on. Verse, he, the next verse. Go on. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. I can have the best credit. I can be the most orderly person. I can say I need to manage this. I can say out of being a responsible leader or a responsible person, I need to put things in order. But God says without faith, it's impossible to please him. In other words, and I'm just echoing what PT said to us. He says that it's not even a holiness that God says is used to please God. 
is not anything other than your faith that will be used to please God. Without it, it is impossible to please him. Verse 7, this is where I want to take you. By what was going to produce Abraham was what Noah did. Remember that Noah was the one that survived the world. And it was after Noah that Abraham came, right? By faith, Noah. Go on. Being divinely warned of things not yet seen. Being divinely warned. So when Pastor Toby is speaking to us, when Pastor Obi is speaking to us, when the Pastor Indidi or any of the leaders are speaking to us, what is happening? God has embodied a person in order to divinely warn, in order to speak ahead of certain things that will happen. And what is God looking for? Those who will move with godly fear. P.T. said, next to Noah, put a dash. After he said that, do you know what he said to us? He said that Abel, the offering of Abel was, or the faith of Abel, let me say, was worship. I know people like probably Enrique will probably remember this. The worship of Abel was, the, the faith of Abel was worship. I'm still going somewhere because I need to take you to Solomon tonight. The worship of Abel, the faith of Abel was worship. The faith of Enoch was his walk. But the faith of Noah was his work. And then P.T. said to us that this is the third day church. I want to take it further in quotes and say that this was what was going to produce the new world. The faith that can be seen by your work. Abel did not survive. Enoch was not what people can practically use. We still don't know what Enoch's walk was. But Noah's faith, which was his work, which was building a thing that had ne never been seen, which was building a thing that will cause people to look at you and say you are stupid. This was what was going to produce an Abraham, which was then going to produce what Abraham built. You know, I've, I know some of you have forgotten where I was taking you to. I said that Abraham, in order to sacrifice, faith will have to build something. So you see COD, as we're building it, we still can't define what we're building. But every day is an addition to this building. My faith is going to be my work. So you see, for me, there is nothing I cannot give to this work if an opportunity comes for me to discredit myself totally in order to keep the move going, in order to ease the way of the cord, in order for the promise of God over a life of Pastor Toby, as it was over the life of Abraham, as it was over the life of Isaac, as it was over the life of Jacob, if I can permit it to be so that I render my life dead in order to aid the call over Abraham, then I will be something built. Have you ever thought what Abraham was looking for when the scripture said, that he was looking forward to the city not built by human hands. 
Have you ever thought, this has been my meditation, I'm squeezing so much in this time for you. But so that we can get some journey to Mariah tonight, let's go back to Genesis 22. You were still there. Read from where you are. Then I'll take you to Chronicles. Go on. Then they came to the place of which God what had... What verse are you on? From verse 9. From verse 9. Go on. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in so order. So my faith must build. When I look at someone like a dummy, I'm proud of her. Because she don't need... And this is what I need you to understand. You don't need the endorsement of anybody. Because faith, even in the midst of people of faith, can also make you isolated. It can make you feel like, well, you must understand, I said to you, remember when I said to you, great is he. Do you remember when I was teaching you that? There is something that God has put in you and your response to it is your faith. What your faith is, should be calling you into is building something. So you can't be someone. So what I want to eliminate is the idea of people just gathering in a building and thinking that is church. You showing up on a Tuesday to help me sing or to help me play the keyboard or to help me read or to preach or to pray or to set up. That is not church. What church is going to be is what your faith, what is in you produced. It's your adherence to what is in you. So I can see a dummy wake up every morning and go to a place without office she does not have an office but because of where she's going she creates an office oh god she creates an office in order that she can build this is going to be her faith this is what's going to save a generation upon the regions of mariah god calls for faith to build and this building is so that sacrifice can ascend to god but carry on reading go on and he bound isaac his son and laid him on the altar. So what I'm trying to say, it's much more what God is asking from us. Yesterday after hearing Pastor Toby, I made up my mind that I will have faith in God so much so that I will not repeat certain things anymore. I've stressed to COD, don't tell me what you're doing. Show me. May Anna be identified by her work. Don't tell me your work by what you say. Be identified by it. Do you understand me? Don't tell me how much you sing. Identify, let it be that you're identified by the faith that God put in you. If you're doing a trade family, if you're serving in that area, Chrissy, do not tell me about it. Be identified by it. Show everybody. Abraham was going to be identified by everything he was showing. Are you listening to me? He became a father of nations. He became a father of many. Not by him going out saying, I'm a father of many. It became his very character. That's why he was named Abraham. Then they came to the place of which God had told them. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. We're going to come to this. Keep going. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Yeah. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Pay attention to the activities that happen on Moriah. Abraham came, a called individual. He came with a son. On this son, uh, on this region, in this space, uh, this is what I want you to hear from me. In this space, 
was going to be Abraham, his son. And then eventually, there will be an angel that will call and speak with the father. He was going to speak to Abraham. An angel will appear. Everything may sound like I'm speaking very spiritual. I'm only leading you to an instruction. Go on. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Read the next verse. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket. Cool. According to Abraham, or according to scripture, Isaac really died. The Bible says in figure, Isaac died, but he was, but Abraham received back Isaac, right? What I want to let you know is that God was atoning. God first on Moriah placed a demand. And this demand was going to result in an offering before the offering. Remember that Pastor Toby said, unless we are like rams, we will not seed the lamb. Unless Isaac became a sacrifice, we will not see the sacrifice of God. Certain mountains cannot see the lamb who takes away the sins of the world because the people there have not yet become a lamb. So when I started off in 1 John saying that we do not know what we shall be like, God was heading us towards being sacrificed. God was leading us to being sacrificed. God was leading us to a place where, hey, Isaac, your logic said that you should have an, a, a sacrifice, a lamb for the offering. But you see, in order to get to Moriah, in order to see Christ, you're going to have to put away your logic. In other words, me as Isaac being the sacrifice makes no sense. I'm introducing you to my followership. In other words, your journey, the things that God will make sure you have to go through does not make sense. You know, it makes sense to put yourself in order and to make sure your, your, your this is in order and your this is in order. And I'm not speaking to everyone, so some people may not hear what I'm saying. It's fine. But there are certain men that have been raised to show faith. Isaac just believed. He believed that the God that spoke to his dad, remember that God did not speak to Isaac. Isaac just believed so much what Abraham said. And even though by logic it made no sense, I'm only speaking to a few people, by sense it didn't make logic, it, it didn't make sense. He was willing to obey and believe Abraham, even to the point of execution of himself. What's amazing about this scripture, and this is where I now start to lead us, or the Spirit of God now starts to lead us. We see in verse 13 that as Isaac and Abraham both agreed on the sacrifice, when God saw that, the Bible says that God, through the angel, shouted down to Abraham, 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 do not lay a hand on the boy. Now I know that you fear me. Why? Because you have not withheld your only son from me. Remember yesterday I said you have not withheld your future from me. 
And every time I've read about Mariah, I've asked myself, so something as great as this ends here. And it's study that showed us something. I want us to go to 2 Chronicles chapter 3. Where do we see Mariah again? We see Mariah. We saw Abraham build. Second Chronicles shows us Mariah again. And the Bible starts off by saying, Now Solomon began to build. Read for me. Go on. Now Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, where the Lord had appeared to his father David at, that, at, the, at the place that David had prepared on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. And he began to build on the second day. Read verse 1 again. So scripture now reveals to us that whatever happened on Mount Moriah was something that was meant to continue because we thought it ended in Genesis 22. But Mount Moriah was going to be a place that some people would be permitted to build. Now Solomon, read for me again. Now Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, where the Lord had appeared to his father David, at the place that David had prepared on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. Are your ears open yet? Now Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem on Mount Moriah. Abraham thought it was a one-time sacrifice, but it was going to be a practice of those that are considered heirs of this righteousness. Remember Matthew. Please, I know everything is a lot, but just follow me. Matthew introduces us to the genealogy of Christ. It says, the father of Jesus was David. And the father of David was Solomon. Do you remember? I mean, was um, um, Abraham. All three parties will meet on Moriah. What am I trying to show you? Church has never been four wars. Church has been a space occupied in order to build for a sacrifice. But what I want us to follow through with is where it says, where the Lord had appeared to his father, David. Let's find that scripture. First Chronicles chapter 21. You're going to read a long chapter here. May our ears be open. Go on. Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census of First Israel. Chronicles chapter 21. Can I get on screen, please? You're going to have to go back and listen to this word to understand, but go on. So David said to Joab and the commanders of the troops, Go and count the Israelites from Beersheba to Dan. Then report back to me so that I may know how many there are. God is trying to tell another story here. Now, you're going to run through this here because there's somewhere I need us to get to. Go on. But Joab replied, May the Lord multiply his troops a hundred times over. My Lord the king, are they not all my Lord's subjects? Why does my Lord want to do this? Why should he bring guilt on Israel? The king's word, however, overruled Joab. So Joab left and went throughout Israel and then came back to Jerusalem. Joab reported the number of the fighting men to David. 
In all Israel, there were 1,100,000 men who could handle a sword, including 470,000 in Judah. But Joab <laughs> in did... In all Israel was over a million of those who could handle a sword. Yeah? Including 470,000 in Judah. Go on. But Joab did not include Levi and Benjamin in the numbering because the king's command was repulsive to him. In other words, there was so much more. In other words, we do not know the number. Are you listening to me? We do not know the number that can handle the word, who can potentially, sorry, the word, the sword, who can potentially handle the sword. Satan had incited man to do a thing now carry on reading with me. I want us to see our instruction for this month. Go on. This command was also evil in the sight of God. So he punished Israel. Yeah. Then God, then David said to God, I have sinned greatly by doing this. Now I beg you, take away the guilt of your servant. I have done a very foolish thing. Can I, can I say something that will just make you think for a moment? What causes today's problem was not that the sinner sinned. What caused today's problem was the one that God picked sinned. So what started sin ravaging the whole world was not a sinner at first. It was someone that God created, Adam. So it wasn't a sinner that started sin. It was, in quotes, God's cord that started the sin. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So now David was incited by Satan as Adam was incited by Satan. He was incited by Satan and he did a thing that was not to be done. Carry on reading, go on. The Lord said to Gad, David's seer, go and tell David, this is what the Lord says. I am giving you three options. Choose one of them for me to carry out against you. So Gad went to David and said to him, This is what the Lord says. Take your choice. Three years of famine, three months of being swept away before your enemies with their swords overtaking you. Please, sometimes what I'll advise you to do is pray and go and read the scripture. This was a very daunting thing to have said to a mere man. God said, give me, I, I, pick out of these three options. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do to my people because of your sin. Now, as I do this, you're going to pick the option, three years of famine. I think I spoke to you this year about this scripture, three years of famine. And David would not pick that because he knew that it is worse to fall into the hands of men. If he was in famine, those that will approach them, the, the, the enemies will be able to approach them. We'll be able to fight them. We'll be able to override them. So you didn't want to fall into the hands of men. Three months of being swept away before your enemies. He didn't want to be, he didn't want to be in the hands of men with their swords overtaking you or three days of a punishment that comes only from God. But you see, technically, which one will be worse? The punishment of God, right? Man cannot do as bad as what God can possibly do. I want to let you know who you are. What God has called us to Mariah to do, guys. And what God's demand is here. 
go on. For three days of the sword of the Lord, days of plague in the land, with the angel of the Lord ravaging every part of Israel. Now then, decide how, how I should answer the one who sent me. I don't care what needs to be sorted. I'm rounding up here. I'm going to stop it here. I don't care what needs to be sorted. I don't care what makes sense to me. I don't care the cost because I've considered it already. I don't care how people look at me. I don't care the trouble that comes out of this. Leave the scripture on screen. However, let me tell you this. I've made up my mind that you see this month, COD is going to give the biggest we've ever given. And I've given you a figure that we're going to give. What is God demanding? Carry on reading, go on. David said to God, I am in deep distress. Let me fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is very great. But do not let me fall into human hands. So you understand why I said that he didn't choose the other options. He knew that he could possibly find mercy in the hands of God. Remember that the, 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 the mercy of the devil is still very much wicked. Verse 14, let me round up. So the Lord sent a plague on Israel, and 70,000 men of Israel fell dead. That's it. God wants us to atone for our generation. But this is only going to be a conversation that comes out of God and his cord. This month, I won't say anything more than that. Those that have heard me have heard me already. What is God calling us to do? God's, before there's a sacrifice or offering, there's a demand. As much as we thought Isaac was the offering and sacrifice, which in terms he was, we know later that there was a ram that will be the sacrifice. Notice that both with Abraham and David, they both had sons. They both had animals. We're going to read in a moment that will take the space of men animals that will atone for the wickedness of men animals that will atone for the place they will take they will substitute because they are telling a story they will substitute men i hope my brothers hear me here so the lord sent sent a plague in other words he made his own demand and his demand was seventy thousand. I'll leave it there. Carry on reading. And God sent an angel to destroy Jerusalem. But as the angel was doing so, the Lord saw it and relented concerning the disaster and said to the angel who was destroying the people. When that demand was met, 70,000, the Bible says that God relented. He saw the destructions. We're going to sing Yahweh. He, re he, he relented. He saw the destruction and he said to the angel that is actually responsible, enough, withdraw your hand. When man was going to be the payment, when the demand was, remember God's demand was man. God's provision before Christ came was an animal. Can I repeat that guys? God's provision, God's demand was Isaac. Isaac was going to be the, the demand. 
Now 70,000 was the demand. But after this was done, once God met his demand, once God's demand was met, God said to Abraham, withdraw your hand. God said to the angel, withdraw your hand. Seize, for my demand has been met. COD this month, we make a sacrifice on Mount Moriah, whereby we atone for our generation. The mercies of God will be made known for our generation. I said this month that we give the biggest we've ever given before. And God has shown us the demand. But carry on reading. I still want to show you some stuff, but we're done. Get ready to sing Yahweh for me. The angel of the Lord was then standing at the threshing floor of Arona, the Jebusite. Yeah. David looked up and saw the angel of the Lord standing between heaven and earth with a drawn sword in his hand extended over Jerusalem. Then David and the elders, clothed in sackcloth, fell face down. This is our worship. Our seed is going to be our worship this month. The work, I, I, I look at the COD bank, the, the bank of COD, and I can tell that they want to take the position of giving for COD. If you know what they've raised already. But what am I trying to say with all of this? That there's an angel standing, suspending between heaven and earth. And it's waiting for certain things. And this sacrifice, God's demand was met. But carry on reading, go on. David said to God, was it not I who ordered the fighting men to be counted? I, the shepherd, have sinned and done wrong. These are, these are but sheep. What have they done? Lord my God, let your hand fall on me and my family. But do not let this plague remain on your people. I take the responsibility of my generation. I take it all and say, it was, listen, do you believe that God is just with all he does? Yes or no? So you know, even David saying to God, why are you afflicting the people? Was an unjust statement. Because God cannot do something that's not just. So the response from God for the mistake of David was still to affect everybody. And that was just. What am I trying to say with this guys here? God is looking for people that sees God's just behavior but says, okay, you know what, God? Don't put it on everybody. Put it on me and my household. You see the COD family, for the young people, you know this seed that we sold this month? It's the most important we've ever sown. It's so far, it's the most important we've ever sown. And we use this seed to preserve a generation. God's demand on Mount Moriah in the first case was Isaac. God's demand on Mount Moriah again on the freshen floor was going to be 70,000. What God was going to do again, and you know Mount Moriah later became where God then built Solomon's temple, or where Solomon built God's temple. On Mount Moriah, the place where God's demand was made known, the place where sacrifice was made known, was going to be where God would build his temple. Where do I want to lead us to with this when I say Moriah? Moriah is not somewhere where we can hand pick, pinpoint, um, define or find. Moriah actually means 
the place in which God is worshipped. That's what Moriah means. What do I mean by that? Moriah does not have to be on Old Kent Road. It's not a building on Old Kent Road. Moriah is where God's demand was met. Do you understand me? It's the place of sacrifice. But I did not mistakenly refer to you about Queen of Sheba. The temple that Solomon built that made her give over her strength, her spirit, was built on Mount Moriah. Was built this very place. That's why I took you to 2 Chronicles. It was built in this very place where David offered a sacrifice. And this sacrifice that he, that he gave and built an altar for the Lord was upon the fact of him saying, I take the blame. I take the wrath of God upon myself and my family. Upon this place, the temple which will be observed by Gentiles. This temple will be built here. What am I trying to say? When we said to 1 John, when we read 1 John 3, that when we see him, what the people must see that will make them like him, what Solomon's temple was, was actually sacrifice. Do you remember that Solomon also sacrificed a thousand bulls? Everyone will observe Mount Moriah. Mount Moriah is not by the flesh a place in Jerusalem. It's a place by the spirit where people can come and worship. Where do people come and worship? The place where a sacrifice was demanded. Do you consider the men of old where they built altars, where they sacrificed? I'm going to leave it there. Read the verse. Let's see. Then the angel of the Lord ordered Gad to tell David to go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arona, the Jebusite. So before we have a temple, we have an altar. So when P.T. read what he wrote in his Bible 13 years ago, others saw a covenant. I saw an altar. The place where one sacrificed himself and made an agreement with God saying from this day forward I give my life to this word and by this word I live that was an altar that was a place where a man finally sees and builds an altar to meet God's demand and you see what starts what proceeds or what comes before the temple was the altar so what we see as the temple is spack nation now the nation family but it came out of someone building a temple my faith makes me build do you understand what i'm saying to you my faith makes me build what am i building what have i got myself to dami and i i use this to speak to you keep pushing with what you're doing everyone don't need to understand but know for sure that what you are building is God's demand and it's going to cost you your life. It's going to cost you everything. It's going to cost you absolutely, listen to me, COD. What God is calling, let me tell you something. I spoke to the elders, like David had the elders. I spoke to the leaders of COD and I said that this month, this is what we're doing. 
And God is my witness. I never saw this in scripture. But when I read this today, when I was preparing for service today, I was praying and then I fell asleep. I think my new practice before coming to service is sleeping. And I woke up and I decided to read the scripture. And when I read the part when the Bible says, and God, after David's agreeing that God, you do this, three days of a plague, yeah, a journey. Remember that it was a three days journey to Mount Moriah with Abraham. But the sum up of this journey, this three days is going to be take your demand. And God's demand was for David, for a generation that's going to preserve a generation, I demand 70,000 from you. This word is not meant for everyone to hear. Then the angel of the Lord offered Gad to tell David, sorry, and the angel of the Lord ordered Gad to tell David to go up and build an altar. Let's round up the scripture, then we worship. Go on. So David went up in obedience to the word that Gad had spoken in the name of the Lord. Yeah. While Orona was threshing wheat, he turned and saw the angel. His four sons who were with him hid themselves. Mm -hmm. Then David approached, and when Arona looked and saw him, he left the threshing floor and bowed down before David with his face to the ground. David said to him, Let me have the sight of your threshing floor so I can build an altar to the Lord, that the plague on the people may be stopped. Sell it to me at the full price. Aronis what is God waiting for us? I, I, sorry that I'm stressing this point, and I can keep it all night if I had to. God is looking for Pastor Ovi build an altar. But you see, this altar is going to be where I separate men. This, this, this place where you're building an altar is the threshing floor, where I separate chaff from wheat. It's going to be here. This sacrifice, this altar you make separates you. COD, God has called us to gain. God has given us opportunity to be separated unto him. To build an altar and look at what the Bible says. It says, so I can build an altar to the Lord that the plague on the people. So what God is requesting from you. So this month is our biggest sacrifice. And we do that conscious that there's many things to sort out. And the reason why I've waited for and permitted certain things to happen is so that it can be your sacrifice that separates you. The world pastoring in this generation seems to be trying to make someone feel better. What God is looking for is to kill an individual. The altar you build is going to take everything. Gloria, I know you're listening to me. It's going to request everything from you. But you see this altar is going to be what will stop the plague amongst your people. COD, our people are the young people. This young generation, there's a generation coming. There's a generation that we do not yet see. The 14s, the 11s, the 8-year-olds. And today this word may not make total sense, but God is reaching out to the fathers and sons that make it to Moriah. The place where you make a sacrifice, God's demand is then met with a provisional sacrifice. 
Remember that the demand was first Isaac for Abraham. The demand was 70,000 men for David before there was then the provisional sacrifice which was the ram for Abraham and now was going to be the oxen. Let's carry on reading and we'll stop. Aruna said to David, take it, let my lord the king do whatever pleases him. Yeah. Look, I will give the oxen for the burnt offerings, the threshing sledges for the wood and the wheat for the grain offerings. I will give all this. But King David replied to Aruna, no, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours or sacrifice a burnt offering that costs me nothing. Are there men, are there women in COD who says, I insist? There are voices that says, get your credit right. There are voices that says, in order to enter this course, you cannot be like this. There are things that says, oh yeah, I need to get this settled. And they are not bad voices. So I'm not fighting anybody when I speak like this. But are there David's men separated unto God that says, I, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours or sacrifice a burnt offering that costs me nothing. After this word, we go back to being us. But there are men that are amongst us that are made to prove faith. And I determine that I am made. I'm a man that is to show faith. To show you that faith will outlast every other thing. Faith will outlast every other, every other logic. On Mount Moriah, God calls us to build an altar. Sacrifice. This month, I'll give in our sacrifice of one. It's going to be our biggest, and God's demand is simply the 70,000 men. I'll leave it at that. Let's enter a moment of worship.